I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. You're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court right here on Brain Buster Radio. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Visage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. Welcome to this episode of Queenie Chats with your girl, the Queen of Any for Brain Buster Radio. And I am so honored and excited to be bringing you the interview queen herself, Miss Alicia Attude. How are you today, Alicia? Hi, I'm fantastic. I love when two queens get to meet up and just shoot the breeze. (laughs) So this is going to be very, very special. I'm so, so stoked we're doing this. Yes, queen. (laughs) I love that. I'm so excited. Um, Two queens getting together, having a good chat. And I am so excited to be talking to you today. So thank you so much for your time. Um, You know, you've been a busy, busy woman. (laughs) You got a lot going on. What all have you been up to lately? Ooh, all right. So about a week and a half ago, I was in Raleigh, North Carolina for four days where um, I was partnering up with High Spots Wrestling Network uh, to film a brand new web series for them. I did 10 full interviews. They were each an hour, hour and a half with 10 different girls from Queens of Combat. And so that was just absolute mayhem. And on top of that, I was hosting shows, signing, meeting fans. Like it was nuts. I came home for two days. Went to Mexico with my family for a week, which was amazing. It was just so nice to decompress and relax. Then I was home for one day. And then SummerSlam happened to be in my hometown. So I obviously have to capitalize on that opportunity. So I've been running around the wonderful city of good old Toronto the last four days. Um, I hosted a show for Mick Foley, interviewed Renee Young, Dolph Ziggler, um, Mick himself. Uh, It's just been Tony Storm. Like, it's just been crazy. So that's been keeping me busy. And finally, today I got to chill. I had nothing going on. I get to talk with you. So it's, it's been good. It's been good. I would certainly say so. Yeah, your interview with Tony Storm was awesome. And um, I'm pumped for your Mick Foley one. I'm excited to hear what he has to say and how you're, you know, you guys are going to interact. We're definitely looking forward to that for sure. 
but you know, with your interviews and all these things that you've been doing and you're the interview queen, does that feel weird for you to say and have people call you that? Or do you feel pretty comfortable now that you've done so many? I feel like I can back it up, but when it first started being thrown around there, it was about two years ago. I have this fan named Cam and he's been following me for years now. And he started just calling me and hashtagging on my photographs, interview queen. And at first, like, it's not that I ignored it. Like, I'd favorite it and be like, okay, that's kind of, that's cute. That's, that's sweet of him. And then my dad pointed it out that other people started seeing him tweet it because I retweeted it once. Then people start calling me interview queen. And my dad literally said, why don't you, like, start coining yourself that? He's like, no one, he's like, I don't think anyone's done as many interviews as you have. He's like, Mm -hmm. you're good at them. Start using it. And I was like, you know what, dad? All right. So I started uh, (laughs) a... started using the interview queen next thing I knew I had I had shirts and pins and a bunch of stuff using it and promotion started calling me it when I'd come out to the ring and it just kind of became a thing really effortlessly so yeah I feel like I can back it up and if I couldn't I don't think I'd be calling myself it so oh you you definitely can that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah I just I was so interested in that story like how did that come to be that's really cool that it came from someone and you're like you know what yeah yeah let's do it and you've had so many thank you sorry I didn't mean to cut you off I was just gonna say like imagine how pompous it would be to just be like yeah (laughs) I'm going to call myself this. I hope it catches on. Like, I'm so glad that a fan threw that my way. I'm so thankful. <laughs> yes. I totally understand calling myself queen on my own. It's, uh, you know, it's a little something kind of like, oh, okay. But, you know, you got to embrace who you who you are and who you feel 100%. like you are. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you started in music with interviews. Is that right? Yes. That is correct. I did music interviews for about, it was about five years I was doing them. Um, I was 17 and just started going to local shows and interviewing people. And then it led to bigger interviews. And then those bigger interviews ended up, you know, some did really, really well online. And then yeah. figured, why, why not tap into wrestling? You're a wrestling fan, too. And then it just kind of blossomed from there, really. Yeah, and such a beautiful thing to see, too. You're 17. You founded your own... <laughs> Ambi, like this, this is crazy to think about, you know, at such a young age that you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And this is my path. Did you always feel like this is what you were really interested in when you were younger? And and did you think when you were 17, that this is where you'd end up, you know, kind of going with it? Was it, you know, did you have like a plan? Or were you just kind of like, I really love speaking with people and hearing their stories and, and, and presenting that out into the world? So funny enough, I actually couldn't stand public speaking. I did not like <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with everyone. I did not like working in group projects. Like I was the opposite of what I am now. And so um, the whole reason interviewing even came about was I started this website online and it was just it was just for fun, really. Um, I'd mm-hmm. review songs and throw it online and just see what people had to say about it. And it started catching on weirdly. And so I was at a concert. I'm seeing this indie band. And afterwards, again, I was with my dad and my sister. And my dad said, why don't you uh, ask them a couple questions? Like, we had this crappy little camera. And he's like, ask them something. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And so I asked them two really quick, goofy questions. Put that online. And it, it just, it did well. So um, I was kind of thrown into the situation. It's like being a kid and you have no... Uh, uh, what are those things called that you put on your arms? Those like squeaky lifeguard things. The floaties. Flo- like, floaties. Yeah. It's like he literally like just threw me into a pool without floaties on, <laughs> and uh, I'm really thankful for that because it led to me 
to where I am now, but I never envisioned this for myself ever. It just really went from a crazy hobby into something I now actually love doing, but this was never, never the goal, never the dream. I just fell into it, but they are two things I genuinely love, both music and wrestling. So I'm thankful that it just randomly happened and this is kind of my life now. So yeah, it's very cool. It is very cool. And, you know, in your interview style and and your presence, you know, you're very genuine and um, forthcoming when you talk with people and your style of interviewing, I think, is really eye-catching and entertaining. And Thank that's you. something, you know, you're welcome. And it's something really kind of innate that I think is in you. It's a talent to be able to speak with people and, and get those, you know, information and, and just who they are as people, I think is something, you know, a lot of people when they, you know, go and see um, someone at a show or um, whether that be wrestling or music, kind of like ask the the common questions, you know, but you feel a little bit more like you're getting into who they are as people. And that's something I really admire about you. And I wondered, was that something that you developed over time, how you created this Alicia Atut interview style as you are yeah so the style really just came from me watching a bunch of other people interview and it started with with the music side of course and mm-hmm. I remember watching them thinking like gosh I'm so bored like so many of these are just the same like I don't right. really care the process of them writing a song or like uh, you know like it's just it's it's dull to me let's find out who they are as people because the way I look at it when it comes to both music and wrestling I can judge if I enjoy someone's music or if I enjoy their wrestling style by watching, I don't really feel like I need them to tell me about it in order for me to, you know, right away know, oh, I enjoy this or I don't enjoy it. You know, everyone's got an opinion and I feel like you can sort that out fairly easily for yourself. But what captivates me about people and what I really want to know is what are they like behind the scenes? I feel like people like that, those juicy little nuggets and not nothing, anything too personal or like mm. gossipy. That's not my ideal, but right, right. they like those little things where it's like, oh, What's this famous person like doing on their downtime? Oh, I didn't know they like karaoke. Next thing you know, they're singing on my site. Like it's those little <laughs> personal things that really make the interviews different. And it makes it fun for me because then I'm not bored. And, you know, I want to actually show up to a job that I enjoy. So I think that's kind of what makes the difference when it comes to the interviews. It's just we're there to have fun and kind of just learn more about them as people, not them as these like objects that people see kind of in ring. Yeah, it's a realism, you know, it's it's human nature. It's it's the humanity piece that is so, so special and makes your interviews enjoyable to watch on, on another level. It's not just reporting, quote unquote, it's, it's more in depth than that. And I wondered a little bit about how you found the transition between music and, and artists into wrestling and wrestlers how did you find you know the difference between those two worlds and what are their kind of similarities as well yeah so the biggest differences is a lot of musicians take themselves very seriously and a lot Mm -hmm. of them are coaxed to say exactly what they need to say and what they need to promote and kind of shove that down you know the the, Mm -hmm. the viewer's throats whereas in wrestling there's not a massive agenda even if someone has a, a match to promote it's like people just know about it like they don't really feel as entitled to kind of be like oh this is exactly what we need to talk about so it's it's just a lot more fun when it comes to wrestling in my opinion and I'm not saying I haven't had some super fun music interviews because I definitely have I wouldn't have done it for about five years if there weren't fun ones mm-hmm. but you can just like go crazy with wrestlers 
next thing you know, you're all like singing together or you're literally like, I've vlogged going through McDonald's with people and the craziest things happen. Like they're just so spontaneous and crazy. And I don't know if that's because of the characters within wrestling or just because you're always around these larger than life people, but it's just, it's just a good time. So that's kind of like the biggest difference if they don't take themselves as seriously. But as far as similarities go, I just think I always try to find, as I mentioned before, more about them as people and not as entertainers. So I've learned some really amazing stories about people and whether it's their struggles, their successes, um, things that they love doing. I've learned new bands, new TV shows, like very personal, fun things about people. And it all comes down to, I think the biggest similarity is the fact like they are just humans. Like they can be these rock stars and bigger (laughs) than life people, but they're just humans. And like, I think that's what occurred to me at first. I used to be so scared interviewing people. I used to be so nervous and like my stomach would be a mess. And then I realized like, you are just a person just like me and we can just sit down and shoot the breeze and have a conversation. So that's kind of, that. that's what broke it for me and that's what made it easier and, and different. But that's a whole other rant I just went on. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. It's an important rant because I feel like, you know, it's an intimidation factor sometimes, especially like I know you interviewed Metallica. And for me, I would have been like a shivering mess of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my life, you know, and you, especially if you grew up loving a certain, you know, band or wrestler and you meet them in person, sometimes you're like, oh my God. But that human aspect that you mentioned, it's like, yeah, they're people too. Like they might like the same Starbucks coffee that you like, you know, or the same music. They might have the same thing on their iPod that you do. You know, it's very, uh, you can make it more personable so you don't have to feel so overwhelmed. And I feel like that's a, that's a great skill that you were able to kind of (laughs) put on yourself like you know they're human and so am I and it's gonna be great you know (laughs) it really helps you just look at the overall situation and not not freak out about things like I used to freak out so much before interviews and get nervous to the point where I was like I don't think I can do this when I was like 17 and then literally I interviewed it was after the Metallica interview which was about like maybe a year and a half two years in because the first couple of years of doing it, I never took it as seriously because it wasn't a job. Mm-hmm. It was a hobby. After Metallica, I was like, whoa, the feedback on this is amazing. They love the interview. Like, maybe I need right. to give myself some more credit. Like, I am good at this. And uh, it just hit me. If I can do an interview with one of the biggest, most well-known bands in the world, like, what what's stopping you from doing everything else? So, and I don't mean that in, like, an egotistical way either. It's just, like, sometimes when you realize you're just in your own head. And like, Mm -hmm. if everyone else is telling you like, oh, you've got a good thing going on, then like, just try to go after and have fun with it. So that's where everything changed. You're just, you're just talking to another human being and that can be applied to so many other things in life too. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have a wrestler's like entrance music that you really like, you know, to merge those two together, right? Your music and wrestling worlds. Is there a particular entrance theme that you're like, oh, that's my jam. I love it. Okay, so there's a couple. Like, I've always been a huge fan of Shawn Michaels' entrance music. Yeah. I literally used to have an old CD that had all of the entrance songs on it, and his was, like, number six. And I always used to play Sexy Boy, <laughs> and i dance around as a little kid, like, looking like a total doofus to Sexy Boy. So I love that <laughs> one. Um, newer, I think Alistair Black's theme song is just badass. Like, he is coming out to destroy and murder his opponents, and that music straight mm-hmm. up makes you believe it like it is so crazy intimidating and dark and uh, I'm lucky enough that I actually get to like come out to the ring um for a lot of shows recently whether it's like in a GM role or hosting mm-hmm. announcing and they play shout it out loud by kiss whenever I come nice. out which is like super sick 
So I've been able to use that one a few times at indie shows, and like it always makes me so pumped and stoked. So um, yeah, I'm totally throwing Kiss in there because they're like one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Great choice. <laughs> That's awesome. What yeah. do you think about The Fiend's new music, Mr. Bray Wyatt there? It's weird. I just can't get over the fact that he killed Finn Balor, you know? I know. <laughs> On pay-per-view, right? <laughs> um, now, everything about him spooky. So I think the fact that that kind of like attributes to it, it's just it's everything about him's uncanny. Like, I just don't I don't like it. I don't mean, I don't like the character. I think it's really cool. But you watch and you're like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is some freaky stuff right now. <laughs> it's like a, I feel like it's a Slipknot music video. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Totally. You know? Totally. It's got that v- dark vibe. Um, for you, now that you've been, you know, to so many different shows and indies and otherwise, for you right now as a wrestling fan, who do you love right now? Oh, my gosh. That's such a tough question. It's hard, right? Because Somebody I feel like I'm going like, to leave out so many, like, friends and stuff. It's just <laughs> bad. This is not a good position to be in. Um, oh, no. No, no, no. I don't mean that in like a negative way. It's just like it's hard. There's yeah, so many people sure. I want to shout out to, but I don't know. Lately, I've been lucky. Like I, I have a home promotion here in Destiny. I was able to do the backstage stuff um, for AEW's Double or Nothing, where I just was able to look at the talent backstage and be like, "Holy crap!" But some of my favorites, even though they're signed, like I love Ray Phoenix so much. Like I think he's mm. one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like. My brain, for some reason, went to him because I thought of, like, AEW. And then when I was at Impact, I got to, like, speak with him a lot backstage. He's just a cool guy. So he's, like, one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. So to, like, point one out, I don't want to point five. And someone, like, hears this and they're like, why didn't you bring me up, Felicia? So I'm, I'm going to go with one because I think he's Good phenomenal. plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with one. But um, every time I watch him, I'm just absolutely captivated. Like, he's he is a technician in the ring. It's crazy. It is crazy. He's one of my favorites too. Just to to see and and oh my god, yeah, so cool. And just to see him perform and and watch what he can do, it's wildly entertaining, but also amazing at the same time. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, what's happening here? And there's they're so great together too. And God, limitless potential and so much excitement. When you were talking with him a lot, you said backstage at Impact. I know you had worked with them for a bit. What was your experience like backstage at Impact with that cast of characters? I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Like, I feel like when I'm backstage at shows, I've always kind of been like one of the boys. And I always chill with the guys a lot more than the uh, the girls backstage. So I had really good bonds with like a lot of the guys back there. And we'd watch matches together after We'd film promos. We'd like just sit on the couch and shoot the breeze for like half an hour. It was just, it was a cool environment. And it's nice when you're able to be backstage and feel comfortable and make those kinds of friends and connections. So, mm. and they've a lot of them since like I left Impact. It's like I still have those bonds when you see them at shows. They're like many family reunions with, with all <laughs> promotions. It's like, oh, dude, I haven't seen you in like two years. Remember that show? And, you know, it's just like you just reminisce. There's always those little family like get togethers again after however long but um it, it was cool yeah it definitely seemed uh, to be such a cool experience for you and that and that has to be nice when you see people after such a long time you're like oh my gosh it's so great and you know you get to to revisit all those good memories and that's super super fun 
for you as an as a backstage you know interviewer correspondent and to this amazing stuff you do um, with your own interviews on YouTube, which by the way you hit like 10 million views, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, girl. <laughs> Thank crazy. you. I cried like a little baby. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I literally like never thought, and I said this, and I sent it like a thank you video to fans, but like, I remember when I hit 100,000 and I like lost it. I was like, no way anyone's going to ever watch my stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, <laughs> just this like Canadian girl who likes music and wrestling. And then 10 million, like it really just shook things into perspective. And it really had me look back on like, you know, the career I've had and just been like, all right, this is. This is kind of, this is pretty neat. <laughs> it's pretty neat is right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so cool to see that. And especially as a young female, uh, you know, in a world where women are, especially in wrestling, right? Pushing those boundaries, breaking down those doors and coming to the forefront. And I almost feel like saying finally, you know, but uh, especially as a female fan, this is so great to see. And for you to have such a, a dominant, space that you've created on your own for yourself as the interview queen you know how does it feel for you to be that young lady just killing the game in such a heavily male-dominated industry it's it's really surreal for me because i'll be at i'll be at shows uh, whether it's at the merch table or just like walking around before and through the crowd and I'll have both guys and girls of all ages. Like I'll have like five-year-olds to their parents or grandparents at some wrestling shows. Like, and they'll come up and just say, you know, whether they're a fan and they'll tell me a story of their favorite interview. Or I've had so many kids come up to me and say like, I want to do what you're doing. Or you led me to actually, like I'm in university in journalism because you switched what I want to do. And it's really just, it's really emotional because I didn't know anything would get to this scale I didn't know I'd make the connections I had and the opportunities that was given it just it's been like this crazy roller coaster because it hasn't all been ups like I I worked so hard to get to this point it was so many Mm -hmm. sleepless nights and so many concerts at the beginning and like just so many no's and then luckily all it took were like a few yeses to finally propel things and I don't know it's a it's been really crazy like I'm so grateful for everything and um to, to be one of those names people bring up now, it's just like, I, I'm like, are you sure there's not another Alicia too? Like, what? <laughs> like me? Are you, you sure? Yeah. yeah. Like, another brunette that's my height? What? It, it's humbling. <laughs> like, it's really humbling. I had a lot of people tell me no, whether it was classmates or, you know, just other people in the industry. It's uh, sort of finally have even some of those people come back and say like, hey, I see what you're doing. Like, kudos. It's, uh, it's nice. So. I don't want to get too emotional, but like it's, yeah, <laughs> I got I'm, you. I'm, I'm really proud. I definitely am. Good. Yeah. And I think all of us who are, who are your fans, right. And have been watching you for a while are really excited for you and all of these amazing opportunities that are coming your way. And it's so cool, you know, for me as a female podcaster on wrestling, not a lot of us. And every time I see a, a lady really just killing it, in the general business, whether that's interviews or wrestling or whatever it may be, I get really proud and excited about it because there's a lot of female wrestling fans. They just don't talk about it. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing? (laughs) Join us. We're really nice, you know? (laughs) That's that's extremely true. Like, I remember when I was growing up, like, in wrestling, like, so many of my friends, like, 
I don't know, probably like 95%. They were all guys because I could talk about the wrestling, the comic books, like the mm-hmm. more the more stuff that you're, you know, guys are known for, but us females do really enjoy. So uh, it's cool now going out to shows and you do see more girls out there. And it's just nice to see the, the community is ever growing. It is. The community is ever growing and wrestling is changing so much. I feel like, you know, a lot of us were like, wow, 2018, what a wild ride. But I think 2019 is <laughs> giving it a run for its money and then some. There's just so many wonderful things happening for us fans and for us people who who really, you know, appreciate wrestling and its craft. There's so many options and the indies, I feel like, are getting so much more of a push than usual. And it, it's wonderful to see. But, you know, the the biggest thing I feel like that everybody's been talking about, of course, is AEW and the wildness that has surrounded that since last all in. <laughs> you know, and it's been crazy. And I know that you had the opportunity to work there in Double or Nothing. We got to see you, uh, you know, which was so cool. And, um, you know, all these star casts and all this amazing stuff. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like for you to work backstage at Double or Nothing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to come off as, like, the biggest sap after this interview. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, yes, yeah, Lisa, she's, she's a very emotional human being. Um, no, it, it was another surreal moment of my career. I thought after All In, you know, all right, cool. This is a one and done. I'm super proud right. and honored. I got to be a part of this. Now it's time to focus on other avenues of my career and see how else I can grow. And so over those months after All In, I did grow and um, was able to do a lot of other cool things. And then once I heard these rumblings of this promotion that's potentially called AEW and hear all these legal things backstage and like the dirt sheets are sharing crap and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I wonder if something's going on. And then you actually hear it before it's announced like, oh, damn, this is actually a thing. Um, I would have been dumb if I didn't reach out to a couple of the guys I know in the company <laughs> to say, sure. hey, if you need anybody, let me know. And luckily that, that text led into a conversation, which led into an announcement. And, uh, next thing you know, it was announced as the backstage interviewer. So it was amazing. That was the best show I've ever been to. And I said that about all in funny enough, but it, <laughs> it, it topped it. The atmosphere backstage was just crazy. Everyone was so positive, so happy. There was not one person I interacted with that was negative or that was just trying to bring the mood down or egotistical, which is almost impossible backstage in a locker room. So it was just so great. Like There wasn't one down of the entire evening. And uh, it's a night I will never, ever forget. Like The wrestling was on point. The people were fantastic. I uh, It was such a good night. It really was. Oh, that's so awesome to hear. And, you know, from your particular vantage point, you know, in, in your opinion, of course, what do you think's been AEW's impact on the wrestling scene? And, and you know, what's your opinion on what its potential, ha- you know, uh, what its potential to be is? <laughs> Got a little tongue-tied there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like anytime the EVPs of that company put their mind to something, they've proven that they're able to execute it and Most of the time, it's executed fairly flawlessly. So I feel like the sky is truly the limit for that brand. I think the coolest thing is the fact that they're bringing in names from the indies. And right away, because everyone's like, oh, WWE's new competition is the only thing that could potentially beat them. Um, I feel like everyone has their eyes on them, whether you are a WWE fan or an indie fan or or a fan of like the, the elite. You're watching AEW. And so they're bringing in this talent that was lesser known on the indies. And putting the spotlight on them. And now all these, you know, these friends and all of these really cool, talented people are finally 
going to have a platform to show to the world what they're made of and what they can do in ring or on the mic. So that's like my the coolest part of it for me to see is just these people that, you know, these wrestlers people may not have known before who now they're going to really know and they're going to be hearing about everywhere in the wrestling world. So I think that's, that's the neatest part for sure. Oh, definitely. I can I can uh, totally agree with you on that without too much trouble, uh, you know, and, and this event that's coming up, um, StarCast 3, and then, of course, All Out, before we lead into this TV <laughs> amazingness that's coming in October, um, this will be, I'm actually going, this is going to be my first StarCast ever. Um, I know that you've been there before, and are you going to be at StarCast 3? Yes, they announced me uh, last week, so I'll be able to Fabulous. meet you. Yes, yes. <laughs> you can meet and say hello. I'm yeah. so excited. Yes. Um, how have your experiences been at the StarCast? Like, from your point of view, what's it like? Oh, it's awesome. Um, StarCast is the first time where I had so many fans coming up to me, and you literally, like, you walk through the crowd, and you just hear your name being called, or, like, I've literally had, like, autographs just, like, put in front of your face. Like, it's the first time I actually felt like a like a star in, in wrestling and like by no means am I saying like oh I'm this big like I don't mean it that way it's just the first time I got that sense of like wow this is how you're perceived and this is how you know the impact you've had like amongst these fans and it's just so cool being able to meet people from all around the world and I've met so many cool friends who were, who were fans who came up to my table and we just like hit it off and you just like are signing and you look to your right and your left and you're like whoa so-and-so's right there whoa so-and-so's right there like it's just it's mayhem and then they have the vendors that come in on top of the talent where like you get really cool pins or collectibles and mm. it's it's crazy it's pretty much like a cool ver- like you know a different version of a wrestlecade or wrestlecon which are both amazing conventions and starcast just has like the super cool flair to it too and like i've been able to do it twice now it'll be a third time and it's like i just know it's going to be great I never go into StarCast thinking like, oh, I wonder how it's going to be. It's just always so much fun. Oh, I'm so excited to hear that. I cannot wait to go. There's so many things I want to do. Oh, good. I'm so glad. (laughs) I can't wait. It's going to be super exciting. Um, And of course, then All Out is happening. And that's just wildness. Uh, Some of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I'm going to get to see live and in person. Crazy, crazy. Wildness. Um, So... (laughs) Who do you think is going to be the first champion? Are you going with Jericho or are you going with Hangman? I got to go with Hangman. And I, I feel so bad it? for me that I don't know why. I just, there's something, there's something about Hangman Page that like I've always loved. And like, I say that as a fan of Jericho since I was like three, but um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of the time in wrestling, like I feel like everyone's cheering for the more popular guy and definitely in this scenario they're showing hangman page as a little bit of the underdog but mm. or, or i guess the the under horse because his whole the, under <laughs> horse? the, un- the under you know? stallion yeah yeah the under stallion um <laughs> but i don't know my heart's just for some reason thinking that hangman's gonna take this home i'd be super cool with either of them as champ honestly like they're just such good wrestlers that match is just gonna be crazy like no oh. no oh i'm excited it's gonna be so good I am too. It's going to be wild and crazy as, as is the, uh, the beautiful casino battle Royale for the ladies. Oh my God. Jazz is coming back. What is happening? Like I saw that little, um, the road to all out and that video came on and I was like, excuse me, what did you just say? <laughs> I had to rewind and watch again. It's going to be an epic, epic night. You know, the announcements just don't stop. And that's the craziest thing. 
that happens to be with both StarCast and AEW. It's like the, the announcements just are never over until like two days before the show. <laughs> and then even when the announcements are over, they still have crazy surprises up their sleeves. Like it's just, it's nonstop. And I really, I give them so much props for being able to keep that excitement and just keep surprising people. Cause that's, that's hard to do. It is hard to do. It really is hard to do, especially in this day and age. And, you know, I feel like people are really hungry for that change in wrestling. And, you know, this is this is it. And they said they wanted to change the universe. And so far, so good. So <laughs> I kind of agree on that. Yeah, it's kind of hard to disagree with that, <laughs> given what they've presented so far and what's to come. Um, but slightly different, um, if you're game, I wanted to uh, do some rapid fire, get to know Alicia questions um, and kind of get to know you a little bit more. One queen to another. <laughs> All right, let's let's do it. Rapid fire always makes me nervous, but we'll, we'll push through. Well, it doesn't need to be like, you know, instantaneous, but, you know, quicker questions for you. All Who's right, in let's... your um, music rotation right now? What are you listening to? All right, so I've been listening to a lot of Kiss. I know I mentioned before, but a ton of them. And for some reason, I've been really into a lot of the emo music that I grew up on. So I've been listening to a lot of Dashboard Confessional, The Used, Taking Back Sunday, um, Cute is What We Aim For, like Alicia, emo Alicia is back in full effect. And um, (laughs) I've been spinning a lot of that stuff lately. Oh my God, Dashboard Confessional, one of my favorites from high school. I love it. Amazing. So exciting. Um, Aside from Kiss, Who's your other go-to band when you want to, like, get yourself pumped up and feel good? Ooh. Oh, see, I knew Rapid Fire would get me. Uh, sometimes I listen to Frank Zappa, weirdly oh, enough. Nice. Like, he's, yeah, he's, like, really quirky, and I uh, I get a kick out of his stuff. So, I, yeah, I'd probably go with Zappa. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Oh, same necessity you know i was just talking to my brother today as a side note and he doesn't like chocolate at all and i just don't understand that mentality no (laughs) how do you have to live a happy life (laughs) i know seriously um fill in the blank nothing is better to me than doing this on a friday night nothing (laughs) (laughs) that's my girl (laughs) i love that yeah <laughs> my Friday nights if, unless I'm out of town or have work or interviewing like my Friday nights pretty much just are sitting on a couch watching movies and ordering in burritos like I just I love chilling out when I'm not traveling and interviewing around everywhere so yeah nothing <laughs> <laughs> I love that favorite interview this past year 2019 Jay White um, I was able to interview him live at the Bullet Club block party, which I was so, so honored to host. And we were live in front of like a thousand fans in the, in New Jersey. And we just talked about like creepy DMs and weird people we interact with. And it was just, he's like a big brother to me. And I just, I love any time I get to see him. So that was probably like one of my favorite moments of the last year work-wise. Oh, awesome. And sub question, how was that Bullet Club block party? It looked amazing. <laughs> Oh, it was so nuts. Like, that was another spot where you walk around and you're just, like, taking selfies and giving people two sweets constantly. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good. And those guys really brought me in, and I just felt like family by the time I left. Like, Tama is one of the sweetest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Like, his whole family is just lovely, like, everyone. And um, it was an incredible, incredible event. And they've been teasing some stuff for some potential upcoming uh, shindigs. So. 
Yes, I am very, very excited. Oh, very exciting. Would you join Bullet Club? I mean, Thomas said I'm an honorary bullet babe, so <gasps> there I it is. got my foot in the door a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. <laughs> One makeup or clothing item you cannot ever live without. For me, my mascara and a bit of concealer. I can't stand wearing makeup, and I never wore it until I had to do TV. And I was like, oh, well, I guess if all these girls are wearing it like crazy, I should probably wear it a little bit. So uh, <laughs> those are my two for makeup and clothes, a pair of, like, high-waisted jeans and cute little booties, probably. <laughs> I love that. Um, your favorite type of denim? Do you like the stretch denim, the heavier denim, or, like, corduroy? Hmm. I don't even know. I guess like normal people, like normal denim. <laughs> like regular, like a regular pair of denim. Yeah, I'm like, the same like way. Reg- yeah, like regular denim. I don't know. I'm so bad with textiles and fabrics. So <laughs> <laughs> I just find like the jegging thing is like really comfortable, but I don't feel like that's denim. You know what I mean? Like it's good old fashioned pair. Yeah, they don't stay. No, like you can wear a belt with those suckers and like you'll have a like they'll sag off of your booty at the end of the day. Whereas like normal jeans hug that stuff tight and nice. So I just, I don't trust dragons. I don't either. I don't either. Girl. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Same. Um, And last one, before I ask a couple of, of fan questions for you, Um, would you rather have a death match with Jimmy Havoc? Oh God. Or be locked in a steel cage with MJF? A death match with, with Jimmy Havoc. Obviously. <laughs> I will avoid MJF like the plague if I can. There's no, no. And then locked in a kitten. Like, no, that's, that sounds like a nightmare. I take as many paper cuts with lemon juice from Jimmy Havoc over, <laughs> over spending any time with that weirdo for sure. <laughs> I love that answer. I'm laughing. I'm that's trying not to think. That's an amazing question. <laughs> so much fun, right? <laughs> I love it. Those are great. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. So uh, a couple of people um, wrote in to me to ask a couple of things. So just a few for you. Um, my pal Wilf, who interviewed you for his show, Wilford yes. Watches. Yes. He wanted to know how many pizza slices you can down in one sitting. Um. All right. So normally I'll average like two. If I'm really hungry and I'm pushing it, I could probably do like five. Really, I could put it down if I needed to. I've never yeah. finished a whole pizza, though, in one sitting. No, I have never done that either. But, like, are you, like, a plain pizza person or are you, like, a super toppings person? So this is where all your fans are going to turn on me. Um, I take my pizza with cheese, pepperoni, and pineapple. Yes, queen, me too. Yes, see? (laughs) We're not weird. Everybody says that we're weird, and we're not. Pineapple belongs on pizza. Pineapple is so delicious. It adds that perfect sweetness to it. It's just mm, so good. Oh my god, I love that we have that in common because I get so much shit every time because I like pineapple on my pizza. I know. I'm like, guys, get over it. Just get over <laughs> it. Embrace it. It's so good. <laughs> um, and uh, my pal Mags from the Badlands podcast wanted me to ask you, on behalf of the Badlands podcast, who would make your Mount Rushmore of wrestling interviewers? All right, so of course I'd have to have myself on there. Oh, um, hide me. <laughs> Besides, <laughs> I'd probably have to have the legendary Mean Gene. 
Um, put Renee Young on there because she is definitely a trailblazer and I've always had respect for her. But after speaking with her a few days ago um, and doing like a full sit down interview, I feel like I bonded with her so extremely well and just have even more respect for everything she's done and just how genuine she is. And then on top of that, do I go old school or new? Do I keep Ooh. it? Is Gene is going to be the only man? Do I make this three girls? Because he definitely deserves his spot. I almost feel like I need to put like Caruso in there because she's just really cool when she interviews. Like I feel like she has a different style and even like a different look. And yeah, we'll do that. We'll do Gene, me, Renee, and Charlie. That'll be our Mount Rushmore. Great choices. <laughs> I love that. I feel like I'm probably missing someone that should be there. But worst case, we just like carve someone to the right that's really small, you know? <laughs> yeah, just keep them going. There's a huge rock. You know, just keep making little faces. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my pal, Ozzy, from Ozzy Blogs and Podcasts, wanted me to ask you, have you ever dreamt of stepping in a wrestling ring? And if you would, what would be your name and a finisher? All right, so I have no intention to ever, <laughs> ever. Um, I've seen some from so many of the closest people in my life in wrestling just how battered and bruised and just just how uncomfortable day-to-day life can be just from being in the ring and being that, you're not even crazy, not even when you're crazy, just like from normal bumps and running the ropes, just how much it can take a toll on your body. And I just, I just don't want to go through that. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry to let people down because I get asked that like all the time. What, when are you, are you training? Oh, I always have bruises on my legs too. And everyone's like, are you training? And I'm like, no, I'm just a klutz. So um, <laughs> I'm not training. But um, if I were to be a wrestler, um, deep, far back uh, somewhere, Toot translates to wild. So I'd probably want to be in there like as Alicia Wild. And Ooh. my finisher, yeah. And my finisher would be more in like a, like a management role or a valet role where I'd get a bunch of dirt on my opponent. And I just like whisper it in their ear the whole time as the person I'm managing is like trying to actually wrestle them. Or I'd like yell out all this dirt that I found on them. And then they just would have to succumb to to the pressure and and not wanting the world to know their deepest, darkest secrets. And then they'd either lose by submission or whatever my person I'm managing, whatever their cool finisher is. And uh, they'd have to attribute that win to me. <laughs> oh, I love that. The little mental mind games, Alicia. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And in that in that vein, actually, somebody asked, um, his name is Christopher from TV Soap One. He wanted to know if you were a manager, what tag team would you manage right now? Oh, that's good. Um, we talked about Ray and Penta earlier. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think that could be really badass. I actually think I could fit in really cool with that. Um, <laughs> not, not, not the wheels are the wheels are turning. Um, let's go with them because we already, we already put them over. So people don't need to know why they're so great. They just That's know. Perfect. Um, I don't know any Spanish, but hey, I, I'll be great for North America for them. So let's let's go with that. <laughs> perfect. I love this combination. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Then I get to kind of tap into like my crazy mean streak sometimes yeah I think that'll be fun (laughs) (laughs) I think so too (laughs) let's do it (laughs) let's do it I I mean hey you you know them you have the in already girl (laughs) um and the last one is from RJ from ringside rant he wanted to know any advice that you would give to a fellow backstage interviewer because he does backstage interviews at a local promotion in his state 
Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, make sure you go in there with confidence and like you look the part and that you're just ready to have fun with whoever you're speaking with. Uh, it's one of those things where when it comes to backstage, it's very, very different from what we do, where we're literally just talking with people and being ourselves. Um, a lot of backstage people have personas or act very differently. But when it comes to backstage, you're literally fed what to say to kind of break that fourth wall. You know, there's there's a script. So, um, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing is just go into it making sure you know your lines, you know how the directors and the agents want things to come off, and uh, that the person you're interviewing in that segment is is comfortable with their stuff too. Because I've seen some backstage interviewers at some promotions I've worked at literally like pace back and forth running the lines over and over and over, and then things get delayed. And half the time we have like only a couple sentences, you know, and it's kind of for us to be there and look good and sound good but for the wrestler's personality to really shine off of us. So mm. just make sure you have your your stuff together and you keep up with the storylines for whatever promotion you're working at. So, you know, you're not called out on something or you actually know what's what. So that's kind of the main stuff I'd say is just be prepared and confident to, to knock stuff out. Try, try, to, try to be the one taker. Yeah, <laughs> try to be the one taker. It's just better for me when the wrestlers mess up and it's not me, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you always feel like, oh, phew, I didn't do that. Great, good. <laughs> yeah, like past my like lines or my paragraphs, whatever sped, you know, whatever you have to say, I'm always like, now it's on them. Camera's rolling. Yes. I did just smile. You're good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely some good advice. So, what's next for Alicia too? What What are some things that you can tell us about? What's up next for you? And you know, what are your goals for 2019? Yeah. So uh, next up, I'm going to be doing some cool indie shows um i'm actually i've teamed up with um olg which is the biggest lotto company in canada and they've been sending me to a lot of concerts and cool events around the city here in toronto and it's a really cool partnership i get to go around and do like social media campaigns and kind of fill that influencer role and that's been so much fun so i'm seeing corn and alice in chains tomorrow night for them which will be wicked um then on friday i'm going to be in ottawa for c4 which is like a big wrestling promotion over in Ottawa. Um, MJF and Cody Rhodes are going to be there. They're like a very special attraction. It's a charity show. So I get to host there, which is going to be great. Then uh, next Friday, um, there's this guy named Jack, and he's doing this big show called like Jack's Birthday Party, and it's pretty cool. So I'm going to eat some barbecue and host there. It's in Phoenix. And then, uh, then it's StarCast for me. So that's kind of the rest of my month with a couple local things in between. And then after Starcast, it's just more traveling and some stuff I can't announce yet. And it's just, mm-hmm. it is going to be knuck and futz. And I'm very, very excited. So everybody just stay tuned to any social media you happen to be following me on. And I'm sure you'll be seeing announcements and other things on there. So yeah. Oh gosh, so exciting. Um, Side note, I just saw Corn and Allison Chains. It was oh, amazing. You? I did. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I took my I'm brother really to the concert. Yeah. Oh my God. It was awesome. It was so much fun. It's going to be, you're going to love it, of course. But um, yeah. I just had to throw that in there because I'm like, oh, girl, I was at that concert. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Same tour, too. Eh? That's so funny. Now, uh, it'll be good. It's like whenever I get to go to gigs, I feel like I'm tapping into like younger Alicia because gigs used to be my life. Like I'd get like five in a week. So it uh, it kind of brings me back to what started all of this. So it'll it'll be fun. Good. I'm so excited for you. You're going to have a blast for sure. And I want to wish you, of course, all the luck in all of your upcoming things. And I'm looking forward to meeting you at StarCast. That's so weird to say, but like, I'm so excited about it. (laughs) 
No, it'll be so great. I'm really excited about everything coming up. And I'm so stoked that we finally got to do this. I was saying before we started rolling on this, guys, like things have been so hectic and I felt so bad that this was delayed by like weeks. And finally, I was like, <laughs> yes, we're going to make like we have to make this happen. So I've really been wanting to do it. And this was a lot of fun from one queen to another. Thank you very much for uh, having me on. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been my pleasure to have you on for Queenie Chats. And, you know, if you would, please let everyone know where they can find you as if they don't already know. But, you know, just in case they're new and they're like, who is this? How exciting. (laughs) Yeah. If you happen to be new, I hope you guys were able to learn a little bit. And hopefully there's some interest where you want to check out the interviews. There's like thousands and thousands online. So if you guys head over to alicia2.com, you will find links to every social page I have ever had. Um, All of my interviews, all my vlogs, uh, travel vlogs, everything to kind of do with my life and the cool wrestlers and musicians that happen to be a part of it. So yeah, just alicia2.com. I love hearing from fans, replying to fans, meeting fans. Um, I like pretty much like this is not really funny, but I like just keeping it real on social media and just having no facade between things. So I, uh, I really hope that you guys learn a good amount about me today and hopefully liked what you heard and this was really fun it was so much fun I'm so glad to hear you say that um was what a blast and you're an absolute delight so I want to thank you again for your time and this has been another Queenie Chats This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.